John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. It is the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com podcast where we're wrapping up uh, Bedlam or Belem, whatever you want to call it, because I think they removed the D, uh, and it was a crazy game, 48-47. to The Sooners win it as uh, Trey Brown knocks down, I would say, a poorly thrown uh, two-point conversion attempt at the end, but he was at least there to knock it down, which you can't say all DBs were in position to knock anything down especially early in that game. We're joined by Josh McQuistian, uh, Eddie Radosevich, and Bob Prisbillo. All three of us uh, were at the game. We're sitting here eating our pizza, so you have to excuse us, uh, having our coupe ale works. Uh, Bob is enjoying some Pepsi. Woo! Living dangerously. And uh, Josh, I think, is... <laughs> Snort some. <laughs> Josh, I think, is uh, drinking something that's uh, not, spon- not a sponsor, so we'll just leave it out. Yeah, it's absolutely not sponsored. It's but generic if they want to get whiskey. Involved, yeah, any whiskeys he, out there? He has his you own meal. My portion, whiskey, sure. whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, boy, I don't know where to start in this thing, but uh, just start with the yardage tonight. OU offense, the good news, seven hundred and two yards. The OU defense, the bad news, six hundred and forty yards. They gave up to Oklahoma State. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, to Taylor Cornelius, who is not a good quarterback. Had 501 yards, three touchdowns on the day. Uh, Kyler Murray was Kyler Murray, 349 yards, a touchdown. Uh, no interceptions. Kennedy Brooks was fantastic today, 165 yards. Trey Sermon, 120. I think that's the first time all year, isn't it, Bob, that there's been two 100-yard runners for the Sooners? That that might be. But, but yeah, I mean, what Brooks and Sermon were able, were able to do, very impressive. And I thought it was interesting, Lincoln, Saying flat out they want to make OSU a one-dimensional team, and it kind of backfired. Well, they made them one-dimensional, all right. <laughs> Guys are still open. Their the, their dimensionality was that they they scored a lot of touchdowns and when threw you, a lot of When you want to get a team one-dimensional, you usually try and be really good at that one dimension. And that was a shit show today. Here's Lincoln Riley after the game, and you guys feel free to call bullshit after it's over. It's a you know week in week out deal right now. I mean we're in the middle of it, you know, and so I'm not sitting back looking at the previous three or four games right now. It's you know looking at the weeks that we're having, looking at the the way that we're playing, and then trying to just win and be at your very best the next week. And so were we at our best tonight? No, especially in the first half. I mean especially there, uh, we did miss more more tackles than we have been missing, um, which was also something that we're going to have to do better. Uh, but I do think we have improved in some areas. There's no question. I mean, I, I really do. I think, you know, some of our 
the, the way that we run to the football, um, our mentality, I do think there's absolute growth. And there's going to have to be. I mean, no doubt. Some of the challenges that we got coming up uh, it, are going to be there. But the great thing for us right now is every goal that we want to be in front of us is right there in front of us. And that, you got to win these games to do that. Sometimes you got to win them when you're not your best. Uh, we know here in the last couple we're going to have to find a way to get it to our best. Look, here's the thing. Uh, in – I understand you, you, Lincoln Riley's in a coaching position. He has to say certain things. Uh, he's got a big recruiting weekend out there. He wants his team to remain confident. He wants him to have some poise in this. Uh, this team is losing the college football playoff battle with their performances on defense. They are not, after this game tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if West Virginia passes them in the rankings. I, I mean, they're not going to gain any ground based on what we saw tonight. This is no longer a just, and we heard it all night tonight, like, all you really care about is winning. Winning is what's really important. No, it's not anymore. It's also style points. It's also playing well on both sides of the ball. It's playing well on special teams. OU is a terrific offensive team. They're still terrible on defense. And that was the one conclusion came to at the end of this game. They're just, oh, they're going to be bad this year no matter what. They'll they'll do fine against Kansas. Fire anyone you want. They're but, still going to be bad. But if you want to... Expect them to go to Morgantown and stop them to like 15 to 25 points. It's just not going to happen. So if you already embrace or accept the fact you're looking at 60 to 50 or 50 to 40 here in a couple weeks, you might be a little bit happier or just be able to go about your life instead of being so pissed off. This defense is not that good. Can I do a, uh, can I make a first for this podcast? Put my hand on the button. Hold on. It, it's not going to be cussing. Okay. I would like to lock West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, it is what it is, as you said, Bob, but I don't understand how you can be so bad defensively. Like, they, not one player in the secondary can go after a football. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, Trey Brown just got ran past. I mean, Trey Norwood, I mean. Yeah, he was awful today. He was, I mean, there's no other way to put it. He was terrible. I've been saying it all year. Target him more. He was terrible. It, I, I just don't understand how you can be so bad at playing the football. They play the man. And, you know, we were talking to some guys down there on the field before the game, and we're not going to get into who said it, but they just said that they don't practice it. They do not practice going after the football. That's strange. That's they, just they about play, finding the football yeah, and they play tracking the, man. the football. They play the man. And that, that doesn't that make reverse? sense to me. Isn't that reverse? How does that happen? Coach so, Nickerson? I mean, yeah, they, they fired Mike Stoops, but, you know, I, I'm getting close and closer and closer to the point of thinking they need to do something in the secondary because they are flat-out awful. Their, tech, their technique is awful. It's putrid. And they keep saying that, that Josh, I'll go ahead here in a minute. I'll, they, just, they keep saying that technique can beat these bigger receivers. Yeah. Their technique <laughs> is shit. Well, t- I have to tell you this. Tylen Wallace is six foot. Yeah, he, oh, he he just he's still open. Josh, what do you think? Eddie beat me to it. I, you know, coming into this game, and, and Bob kind of touched on it. I thought maybe, maybe that most of this defensive staff, you can find a way to make this work. I, I still think there was probably a change or two that needed to happen. Now I'm like I, the only. I mean, I'm I'm to the point the only guy I can make a case for is Calvin Thibodeau. Like, that's the only guy. And even then, like, I get it. Like, I get if even people are like, well, there wasn't much pass rush. I get all that. That's fine if you want to make that case. He's the only one you can stand on at this point, though. I mean, Kerry Cooks, 
you, you, you can't defend where this is right now. Like that, that the Trey Brown, the jump ball with Tylen Wallace, like that's exactly what you guys are talking about. He, I mean, he looked like he was lost once he realized the ball was in the air. No, it wasn't to Tylen Wallace. Tyron Johnson. I'm sorry, Tyron Johnson. Um, how, how does that happen? I mean, I, we all watched Trey Brown for years play and was just an instinctual, natural guy when the ball was in the air. And that time, he looked like he was waiting for, he was looking for birds or something. Like he looked lost on that play, and that's just. At some point, it's not. It's it's everybody. Like this is just a. It's a skill set that's not being developed uh, at the University of Oklahoma. Johnson and Wallace, twenty-one catches, two hundred forty-eight. No, no, excuse me, three hundred forty-eight yards and three touchdowns. I mean, they say what you want about Taylor Cornelius, and I thought he made some really good throws he did. today. He did. Kind of played a little bit, probably out of his mind. Uh, you kind of expect that coming into Bedlam. It usually happens that way, but. I mean, they made him look like goddamn Peyton Manning back there. He was he was picking them apart, and I just he played I, better in Bedlam than Mason Rudolph ever has. Yeah, and he and left a lot of throws out that's there. That's a fact. I hadn't thought about that. I I just I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. Uh, obviously, they're not going to fix anything. There's two games left in the season. They have a JV team coming in next week, but I mean, to think that this group can go up to Morgantown and win, it's going to take an act of of superior offensive play and you know I, I was a DM and you guys during the game I thought Riley kind of shit the bed a little bit at points of the game he and did. you look down at the stats and they have 700 yards again but the fourth had, and long call was a terrible decision yeah. I mean that was a total emotional decision you gave OSU the ball at the 40 yard line and I thought they got cute in the first half a little bit they, when they got inside the red zone and you know it's one of those things that they just it's really strange to like to bitch and moan about the offense when they put up 700 yards and 48 points, but at the same time, I think that that's probably a direct result of what you see defensively thinking. They have to score every time they get the goddamn the, ball. The offense and the defense do not play together. Like, Never. If the defense gets a stop, the offense gets a three and out, exactly. or they, they, they peter out. If the if the offense scores, the defense lets the other team score. Hell, it happened on the on the special teams today when C.D. Lamb had his punt return down to the twenty nine yard line. What happened on that ensuing possession? You you stall out in the red zone and have to kick a field goal at yeah. the at the what the what was it? it I don't it was I, like I forget a, how how far the field goal was, but I mean those were perfect opportunities. And when you look back at games that Oklahoma State's won against OU, they get the ball coming out of halftime. Yeah, and you sit there and you say this is a a huge, a huge possession. Possession. Oh, you get the stop, and they get the ball back, and they don't do jack shit with it. Oh, I, I, I mean, it'll be debated, I'm sure, for for a long time. But if OU doesn't force the turnover there in the fourth quarter, they lose the game. Hey, turnover! What do you they know about that? They lose the game, and I don't even know if that was a forced turnover. He coughed the ball up because he got hit pretty hard. Bob, can you tell me how recently you had been talking about them not forcing a turnover when that happened? I know you know you were having the conversation. You know that is the first forced fumble, and recovery for the defense. The other two were on special teams. Oh, that's so bad. I just... Like, shouldn't that just not be possible? Like, the the numbers say, like, you should have just stumbled into a fumble at some point or another. Yeah, you would think so. But like we've talked about before, that, that, that kind of stuff, and this is a very Homer comment, but it, that stuff, it seems, just doesn't happen. Like, a guy knocking the ball out of his hands off his knee or something. That just doesn't happen to OU very often. And now they're going three games without a pick. Shit, that's never going to happen. Well, I mean, but, you know, who's really put it up in the air against them lately, Bob? I mean, they haven't had many opportunities. (laughs) 
Yeah, when Ken- Kenneth Murray in his post game, he's like, "We need to get back to being the defense we were against in our last two games." I was like, "You don't get to play those shitty offenses every week." I'm sorry. Curtis Bolton was talking about it starts in practice. We got practice better. Isn't that just a little too late to be saying those type of things? Exactly. You, what would you say? Like, how full of shit do they know they are when they're saying that stuff? I think they're a little. I think it's a little. They know bit of they denial. are. They know they are because, because they want to. Scapegoat is gone now. Well, they yeah, the scapegoat is gone, but they won't let him talk to the media if they tell him the truth. No, I get it. No, 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 no. I'm not blaming the kids. I or understand they're, they're not the ones it. pulling the strings. I mean, Lincoln uh, Riley. Lincoln Riley. The one thing that was kind of interesting about this game is there was some national media coverage. Andy Staples from Sports Illustrated was here. George Schroeder from the USA Today uh, was here covering the team. Uh, Jake Trotter was here uh, for ESPN. So. You know, a lot of the stuff in the post game was about kind of their resume and how they look like to other teams, and that's the thing that I can't stop wrapping my head around is that this team did itself a lot of damage. I mean, your ultimate goal is to go to the college football playoff, and they did. They won the game, yes, but they did a lot of damage uh, to their chances today. And and here's some of the discussion. I believe this was uh, back and forth with George Schroeder uh, from USA Today with Lincoln Riley after the game. When they, when they question your defense week after week after week, and then there's kind of a, a day like today where you got a couple of stops, but it was tough most mm-hmm. of the day. Do you understand why people question that, and what kind of your reaction to that? Uh, yeah, I just don't listen to it because I know, just like it has here the previous three years, you, you just have to win. I mean, it's it's about winning. It's not about this team playing that team, this and that. It's about your matchup on the field each and every Saturday. And at the end of the game, do you win or do you lose? And and the result here has been the last few years when we've taken care of business in the conference, we've taken care of business out of conference. We've been in the playoff. Uh, the one year we didn't take care of business out of the conference, we were you know probably one slot out of the playoff. So that's you know you just have to win. Everybody wants to make these predictions and all that right now. You know we've been through this. You know. We know how it goes, and if we continue to win, we're going to be in great shape. Do you feel like you're stacked up well, just given what you've got, if you were to get to that point? Oh, I'll take this team against anybody. Just like uh, we're just as capable as we've been any year, and I think we all know you know, how close we've been. Absolutely. And now he's saying capable on offense because they're not <laughs> capable on defense. No. I mean, it, you're living in a fantasy world if you think that they are. I'd, and West Virginia could very well put them out of their misery in two weeks. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd... Right now, I think that's going to definitely happen. Oh, you almost put them out of their misery today. Yeah, they. I mean, you were down on the field after you scored the touchdown to go ahead, forty-eight, forty-one, and I turned around to you and I said, "They're not stopping these guys. No, they're yeah. going down." And yeah, we and both did. agreed they're going to go down, score, and, and go, go for, for two. two. Yeah, and you well, got you got away with one. Think, think, you know, and as well as Taylor Cornelius played today, he left several throws on the field. Oh, sure. I mean, to yeah, guys that there were, were wide really open, easy ones. To guys that were wide open. Well, I mean, you know, and the two-point conversion, hey, great for Trey Brown. That's a great, you know, he did what he needed to do, and that's fine. But it, if that's Will Greer, that's two points. Oh, no I mean, doubt. No doubt. So, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think I, I'm not one of those people. It's just going to be a crazy-ass game, and the last person with the ball uh, with, is going to win. I mean, West Virginia's defense is no, no amazing thing. Let's not kid ourselves. But at the same time, OU's not going to run away and hide from West Virginia. It's just, it's going to be a game and it's going to be crazy and it's probably going to be four and a half hours and the post game pod's going to start at like five in the morning. So we might have to do it when we get back. Yeah, we're, 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 we're flying home. We're flying home at like 6 a.m. so we can get back for Thanksgiving. Well, hey, well, Thanksgiving everybody, I get over. to be part well, of Thanksgiving it. Well, Thanksgiving post. 
Oh, okay. or Saturday with family or whatever you guys want. I'm trying to help you, damn it. Mich- no, Michigan in the in the Buckeyes. That's what we're trying to get home for. That's a nice idea. Nothing wrong with that. But guys, I mean, and I know I'm the one that's usually like, uh, you don't want to you go to the playoff in this situation with that <laughs> offense. I'm not writing them off to anybody. I'm other than Alabama. They ain't beating Alabama. They can beat anybody else. I think you know we'll find out next week. I uh, Iowa State versus Texas. I mean, could they really have to go up against Will Greer in back to back weeks? The thing is, like OU is Ugh. OU that is, might be their only their only out to even get back in the playoff because I think that that will go a long yeah. way with the committee if they can beat a West Virginia team twice in a row, twice in two weeks. But they're they're fortunate Texas pulled it out tonight. Very, very, very. Horns up for peace. They're, they're, they better <laughs> hope that Iowa State continues to win. But I'll say this. I mean, if OU beats West Virginia, isn't it a done deal that they'll play Iowa State if everybody wins out? Well, Iowa State would have to beat Texas next week. I don't think Iowa that's Iowa State will beat Texas next week. You what? Iowa State will beat Texas next week. In in Austin? I think so. I, I think Iowa State's pretty good. Like, I mean, I, And they were okay when Oklahoma, but they've really hit a groove. And their defense... They've got the best defense in the Big 12 by a lot. Like, it's Shit, not really I, that close. Brock Purdy throw for 400 yards against OU the way oh, they played God. today. Hakeem Butler, can you imagine round two with him? <laughs> I mean, he's not He's not—he's not a guy that just had a good game against OU. He's having good games against everybody now. No, he's, he's a really good receiver. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. So, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was a hell of a game. It was fun. See, the, and, and that's the thing. I think once I accepted – that the defense isn't going to get any better, it allowed me to enjoy the <laughs> second half a lot more. I stopped looking at it as a critical thing and just enjoying what they were trying to do. It's almost like Oklahoma has invented a brand of football that makes defense optional. Like well, they did I, that I think, in Lubbock a long time ago. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, no matter how high level the opponent is, Georgia last year in the Rose Bowl, it's like, it doesn't matter if your defense is any good. We're going to score a whole bunch of points. Our defense is going to suck. You're going to score a whole bunch of points, and let's see who wins. And why do they ever? Why do they ever kick off just onside that shit every time? Just go like Seriously. that dude out in California that or, never. Punts. No, the guy from Pulaski in uh, Arkansas. Never ever. Is punt. he from Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. To be perfectly never, honest, just never punt. I mean, never kick. Well, they don't ever punt for the most part and, now. I mean, and, and with what I said earlier, guys, do you think this defense is any worse than it was last year? I don't. It, it's not good. It's, but it's yeah, it wasn't I agree. Good last it's, year, I I mean, I was almost I was not almost I was fooled into thinking that this defense was at least serviceable, and that all went out the window today. When the one thing that I've been saying all year long, which is I think Trey Norwood is the most vulnerable cornerback on this team, became the most vulnerable cornerback on this team, and the guy that everybody wanted to run out of Norman Parnell Motley is the only guy that really. I mean, Trey Brown's doing really good stuff, but like Parnell Motley was fine today. For is the most part, bigger... he was he was okay against Tech, except for that one play in the end zone. It just doesn't make sense that they're still keeping the rotation of those yeah. three. Motley Crushed. and Norwood should never be there together. They've been miscoached. I mean, let's until just you, until you get to the dime, the entire been... position has been. I mean, I had my buddy. You like, got, you guys worry about cornerback safety? That's a shit show back there. Uh, I mean, I just didn't think Robert Barnes was all that noticeable today. Yeah, 
I, I mean, he wasn't I didn't think like he was terrible. I didn't think he was great. It seems like, he like was there's times though that they could roll over or do something to help out now, the Buki corners. Now Buki is not good. I mean, and they're just they might as well be found. They might as well just try Buki at a corner now. It, exactly. That's B- where Buki I'm leaning. And Brown should be your two starting corners. Period. Just put Buki at corner and see what happens. I mean, they proved last week they can survive without Buki in the secondary. Sure. Yep. I mean, have Trey Norwood as your nickel like he was tonight. Sure. Or have Parnell Motley play that position and let Buki and Trey be your corners. It can't be any worse. That's the thing. Like, I thought that they had bottomed out at Texas, obviously. <laughs> I thought that they hit rock bottom, and they did, I think. But that drive before halftime. Oh, they're, Jesus. They're up by six points, and they're getting booed off the field. They were getting booed. It was They're weird. up by six, and they're getting booed. And rightfully so. They ran a I mean, draw play. They ran a draw play on, on first down with 25 seconds left. That's why they were booing. It was a, I swear to God, it was a flashback to the Gary Gibbs era because he would do that crap all the time. No, I, was, th- I think what Eddie was talking about was OSU's drive. No, they were booing when OSU was driving, too. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it's, the booing started after they stalled at midfield, and then they punted, or I mean, not stalled, but... Uh, after they scored, yeah. So no, I guess they did score. They kicked the field goal, but people were booing because they kicked the field goal. They yeah. settled for the field goal. Yeah. And then, uh, and then OSU just, I mean, it was like he was throwing on air. Well, yeah. here, okay. Yeah. Well, they were. I mean, it looked to me like they were just playing a zone, and and they weren't sending anyone to get pressure on on Cornelius. So, and when they would go tempo, all he would do is just get up to the line. Drop back, throw it to his receiver that was that was right in the oh the, the little swing pass outside that the, was going for eight oh yards. Oh my god, they were playing day. so far off the ball. Whether it's Trey Brown or whoever, uh, it was Norwood at first, but they were playing so far off the ball to protect. I think it was Tyron Johnson's side to protect the deep. Like OSU wasn't any better. I mean, did you see how deep their safeties were? I bet you couldn't even see him on television. No, I, I couldn't tell, but I mean, I could tell when. Kennedy Brooks or Trey Sermon would bust through the line and pick up 10 yards all of a sudden. It's like, well, shit, where's everybody at? Okay. Which Riley kind of abandoned the run. That was part of his problem today, too. I I thought there were points where they, they really had dug themselves a hole and, you know, this I'll be is, damned if they didn't get away with this it. This is the timeline. It, Marquise Brown, 51-yard touchdown pass with a minute 25 left in the first half. So it's 34-21. And then OSU goes 75 yards in 54 seconds. So it's 34-28. That's the drive. Where people are booing. Yes. But then I'm saying, when when what was OU's first play when they got the ball back? Yeah, they... Was it a run to... to yeah, yep. To yeah, Brooks? that's when yeah, they, on the they, final they possession, that's when they started to, booing. They were even trying louder. to pop yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And then they take three seconds to spike a ball, and then Murray runs too far before he slides, and they and don't... And they, they should have taken the timeout after they spike, before they spike the ball. I can understand. I mean, that's that was a it messed was up possession. Oh, well, I, I can live with that. It's the OSU drive before all yeah, that. Right. That they just... I mean, that was... That might be worse than anything that you saw against Texas. Yes. Any drive. No, I agree. That was the easy... That was I mean, terrible. There were aspects of tonight that were worse than anything they've done all year. Yeah, defensively. Yeah, it looked. It started like with Norway. There were points, and Kenneth Murray talked about you know fighting for brothers and stuff, all that shit after the game. And I hate to pick on the guy, but there were times out there where I thought they had just absolutely quit, and they were like, just let him score. Just well, let that's what we score. talked about. Should they let him score there at the end? Absolutely. But they were like, well, they're going to go for two, and there was like a minute and a half left. I don't know. It, it was. Didn't they score the touchdown on fourth down? Yes. Yeah, on 4th and oh 12. 4th and 12. It was 4th and 7, and they stopped it, but 
it was there's guys out there start. there's guys out there dancing after the third and eight. It's like they have one more play. It's like you you can't decline a false start, so it goes yeah. to fourth and twelve, and boom, Wallace again. It was a good throw. It was a better catch. It was that insane shit all night. It was just crazy, guys. Coming into that game with just and and we haven't even talked about the fact that OU didn't really even have to face one of their two true offensive weapons in Justice Hill, yeah, who was injured, hardly played, thirty five yards, factor. yeah. You right. didn't even have to deal with him. And and Chuba Hubbard's a good player, a lot of speed. Like, I understand he's dangerous, but he also gift-wrapped the game for Oklahoma with that fumble. The one guy, the one guy, and everybody knows it, Tylen Wallace is the guy you have to worry about. That's their next Bolitnikoff. You know, they're James Washington, Justin Blackman. Tylen Wallace is a superstar. Yeah, so he was going to get his to some degree. That's fine. But leaving him on an island with Trey Norwood over and over again? That was, like, anybody could have seen how that was going to play out. It was going to be awful, and it was. I, it's inexcusable. That's that goes, you know what, that, how does that happen? I don't even know if it's inexcusable. Here's what that goes to. Hold on. shit we've hold seen on. all year. Here's what that goes to. As soon as, as soon as Ruffin McNeil took the job, he said, I like our schemes. He said, we're not changing our schemes. We're just going to change some things here and there. Well, they went to a four-down front and all that. Everybody celebrated. Oh, they're going to four-man front. That's that's, that's great. They're still playing man-to-man on the outsides, not giving any help over the top. Kerry, you know, I'll be honest with you. I doubted, and you said all this way back before Mike was fired. You said, this is something. This is not just Mike. This is everybody on the staff. I thought, no, no. They're going to make some changes. They're going to see things a little differently. And even when Ruffin said it, I was like, no. And I mean, don't get me wrong, they made little tweaks here and there. You talked about they're they're doing more of a four-man front, even if Perkins is standing up, whatever. But this is the same shit. It's the same thing. It's just Because they all came up with this together. I know. Like Mike Stoops. I, Mike Stoops, right. people wanted to make it out like Mike Stoops was this dictator and he was telling everyone how the defense was gonna run and this No, Mike Stoops was he collaborated with everybody in that room. He was trying to be a team player, even though he was the boss and he had the final say. And guess what? Bob Stoops at points came up with this plan too. Uh unless people want to forget about that. So when he left, there was still a group of people that came up with this plan and this defense and these calls. You're right. So it's Not the like, same stuff. I, I, I'm giving credit to you. You you were right. I, I thought there would be – and again, in a few weeks, you're not going to make a drastic change. I understand that. But just the way they're playing things and the calls they're making, it's clear that this was a – this is something they bought into. This works. When it hasn't worked in years. Well, and here's the other thing. Like, Lincoln Riley can sit up there and say, uh, you know, I believe in this defense, all this stuff, blah, blah. He still fired the defensive coordinator because the defense was playing just like they this. Truly thought just after change, Texas, like just changing the messenger was was going to be it. Well, and I think I think Mike is so intense yeah, that he exactly. kind of. I mean, he did lose the team. I mean, he lost it. Sure. I mean, we we've heard Kenneth, told me everything I needed to know about these guys, and you know, I I hate to say it because they're college kids. They're soft. They're a soft group of football players. And that it is what it is. That, they had a third and eight and gave up a draw up the middle. Yeah, that was reminiscent of Texas. Like tackle the mother. Yeah, maybe. I just I don't understand how that happens. And this is the second time that we walk out and we're sitting here from a home game, and it's like they lost. They basically lost tonight. They, I mean, they 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 did a lot of damage to their ultimate goal, which is to go to the college football playoff. If not. 
not a lot of. I mean, here's the other problem, and nobody's addressed this. Their out of conference schedule is shit. Well, that's the thing, and yeah. you, you hear Riley no talking resume. about it. They don't have their best wins against Army right now. They are probably or Iowa State in conference, yeah, but right. Army non conference. They're they're probably they were probably under a no loss situation from the beginning. I mean, it's almost like you hope they win out just so you can show them, like, no, it's definitely your defense. Yeah, and, and I think Lincoln knows this. I mean, I think he does. Yeah, they needed to show that since they made the changes, they're a different team, and so you can't judge them on the first half, only on the second half, because they're so different. They're so much more improved, and it's just not true. So you have to judge them as a whole body of work. And with Army and Iowa State, there's really nothing else on that to hang your hat on. Yep. I mean, and your losses to Texas, and your only your only saving grace is that it was just by three. All right, we've done a lot of bitching, which I you know I knew we needed to do in this podcast because I think that's what people want to hear us cuss and discuss the team, and we've done that. Uh, but we're also uh, it's also the Eskridge Lexus post game podcast, so we've got some business to take care of. And hey, oh, you did win this game, so there were some good performances by certain people. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right. uh, By the way, I don't know if I really ever got you guys' thoughts. It was so late uh, when we did the Texas Tech podcast. Uh, None of us were really in a mood to do anything other than just get through the podcast. What do you guys think of the uh, RX350 that we drove to Lubbock? That's smooth. Oh, great. Very, very, very smooth. That's the thing. It's like driving a sedan. And I, I told Ed, 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 Ed Eskridge uh, at Lexus, he is our uh, uh, the guy that takes care of us. Uh, that We made the partnership there, our official travel uh, partners. Uh, you can get a hold of Ed at 405-755-9000. Uh, there is a Sooner Scoop deal if you tell him. Uh, if you're a Lexus driver or you want to be a Lexus driver, it's not crazy ridiculous to get into a Lexus. So uh, if you're looking for a new car, give Ed a call uh, at Eskridge Lexus, as we said, or go to EskridgeLexus.com. But anytime you go in there, just tell them, hey, I'm a Sooner Scoop podcast listener. I'm a Soonerscoop.com subscriber uh, or fan. You know, we like him on Twitter, whatever. Ed does everything. He's a huge OU fan. He listens to the podcast. He'll probably be listening. Hi, Ed. He's probably... Well, he told me he was mowing his lawn last Sunday, so I, I imagine he's probably not mowing anymore. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've driven the uh, new 2019 ES. We've driven the 2018 RX, which those are still available. The, the largest selling car in America, uh, SUV in America, and I can see why, because they're fantastic cars. Uh, anyway, the uh, Eskridge Lexus player of the game, guys, I'm not going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it around the table. We'll start with the... Let's start with Bob tonight. Cop um, out. I'm going cop out. I'm going Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon. Just running back duo. Yes. Which it's, I think is which notable. Had to be, you didn't have TJ Pledger. You only had those two to do it. Which might have led to Kyler Murray maybe trying to run too much tonight. I don't know. I mean, Lincoln actually verified that uh, that Trey Sermon had to go get his ankle retaped uh, during the game. So that's kind of, and everybody was kind of like, is something wrong with him? Yeah, there was something a little bit up with him. He uh, looked like he did, uh, tweaked it or did something on a rollout, ended up being an incomplete pass uh, against the OU sideline, and 
uh, I oh, yeah, think he went right down. After, I, I want to say it was down, right yeah. after the Carson Meyer reception, maybe. I think Bobby even leaned over later. to me and said, I think Trey got banged up on yeah. Trey, play. Trey, he stayed in the game. But. Trey got banged up in the first half, and then he got taped up. It was right after the lamb crazy catch okay, that's that, what it that was. he did the dive. Uh, yeah. Now, he bent down, but he stayed in the game, and I don't know if he had any ill effects after. Josh, uh, who is your nomination for the Eskridge Lexus player of the game? I'm going to go just a little off um, off the beaten path, but it's it's my wheelhouse. I thought Cody Ford was unbelievable today. He, he really just – because – Again, like we all know, in run blocking, Cody Ford's going to dominate. He's going to be great. In pass pro, I thought he was far better than Bobby Evans and really, really kept things clean for Oklahoma in the passing game and in the run game. When they're running that counter right, he's just uh, he, he's a ton of fun to watch. He really is. And I I get that he's probably not the right pick, but you know I'm I'm going to go a little off the wall here. Eddie, who you got? Well, Eddie's chewing Sorry, a piece of pizza. Pinned. Not peeing. I was, peeing? I was eating. <laughs> oh, my God. I might be peeing. Uh, I, this little leg bag this is, over there. This is really... Yeah, I put it in a catheter when I do the uh, <laughs> podcast. Dedication. You you thought that... Uh, Josh, you thought that you were off the radar? How about this? I'm going to go with Austin Seibert. Oh. Made ex- every extra point. Broke the NCAA career record for points. And I know uh, why. I know why. Goals. No, but that's not the reason. And he wore a Fu Manchu. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. But so did Carson Meyer. So there was a couple of them that did. All right. I, what I'm going to do here is just throw my hat into the ring and name the winner because it's not exactly Bob's recommendation. I'm going to give it to Kennedy Brooks. 165 yards, career high. Three touchdowns is why he gets it for me, uh, but 11 yards per carry average for Kennedy Brooks tonight. Guys, I think I I either put this on the instant analysis or I tweeted it out. Like, he's just so much better at everything than you think he should be. Whether it's breaking, you know, his strength and breaking tackles, uh, his vision, his speed. I mean, that, that, the first run by Trey Sermon in the game, like, he showed speed I didn't know he had. But Kennedy Brooks, because the his, it's just his loping style, you never think he's going that fast, but it's hard for people to catch him. So, look, he is needed now more than ever, especially we, we don't know the extent of T.J. Pledger's injury, but he was out today. Uh, Lincoln Riley did talk about injuries, and this will give us a good chance to segue into this uh, because Bob Bob actually asked Lincoln uh, what was going on with uh, Jalen Redman, and uh, he had a, a very interesting very interesting answer. Couple updates. Uh... Uh, Jalen, um, I don't want to get too much into it as far as in depth, uh, out of respect, uh, you know, for his privacy uh, and his family's. Uh, while having a really positive long-term prognosis, there is another, uh, um, I would say, occurrence of, of what he had before. Um, it's not. Um, it's much more positive than what it was before, uh, and and the outlook is really really good. There's been a lot of progress, but it is gonna it is gonna hold him out here for the rest of this year. Uh, also, would announce uh, that uh, Alex Dalton in our Tuesday practice uh, tore his ACL in his knee, uh, which is gut wrenching. It's it's his third. 
you know, it's his third one. The only, only guy I've ever seen with that. And he's been a, a really valuable member of this team, of this old line. So, you know, we've had, had a couple of those last few weeks, just some gut-wrenching injuries that you know, have, I'm not going to say they've damaged the psyche of this team, but I mean, you're talking about some of the most kind of beloved figures on this team, and to see see some of that happen in the manner it has has been, you know, our, our guys have had to fight through it a little bit. We got a very very close group that cares about one another, and so, uh, you know, I think we'll use it certainly as inspiration going forward. But not, obviously, hate it for Alex, especially you know here towards the end of his career. That was very strange. Yeah, that was that was weird, and you know that that sucks for Alex Dalton to come back from two ACL injuries and. Even though have he wasn't third. playing, but yeah. if you want to get well, he was deeper, the backup center. I mean, if right. you want to get deeper, they don't have on the subject, one now. They don't have a center. They don't have one. And and Lincoln was asked if Logie Logan Robertson was the back. He said no. He, no, well, he hasn't suited out for a game all year. Right, he's he's done. I thought. I mean, they. God forbid something happened to Creed Humphrey because they don't have a center right now. I don't know if you would knock over Drew. I don't know if you would knock over. Uh, I don't think you would knock over Ben. Drew. Uh, he Drew worked in, there in early Juco, in his he? career, but yeah, I mean. I think you'd almost have to. Boy, that's such an important position. Shit, I got. I, mean, that, I got. I got some experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, that line didn't come together until Creed Humphrey took over at center. Yeah, that he just has to stay it healthy. Would, it would be disastrous for that line. Absolutely, absolutely. Probably more so than like you could even have Trey Sermon backed up by like Jeremiah Hall or. Is anybody else a, a walk on, and well, it would be less disastrous than losing Creed Humphrey? The thing about it is, is they play Kansas next week. Creed Humphrey has to play the whole game, unless they figure something oh, out. Oh, they'll put somebody in there. You think they'll figure something out. I think that's a perfect time to use that. To okay, we're going to figure somebody else out here. True. I'm seeing these highlights for the first True. time on TV. I'm just not sure who. Josh Marquise have- Hayes, Tyrese Robinson. Robinson would be an interesting idea, just because he's athletic enough. Like he. And he seems to be a guy they really like. So I think that might be a way you would look. The now, problem I mean, with most of those guys is, that, you know, they were so good in high school, they were tackles. Like, how many of those guys actually ever had to play on the interior, much less center? Yeah. I would be willing to bet you Tyrese Robinson has never fired a shotgun snap in his whole life. Wow. Problematic. Uh, and then, the you know, the other injury news was Jalen Redman, which that That's they can say that the prognosis is good. Right now, if I had to say on Saturday, November 10th, in a way, I'd be surprised if he ever played football again. That, I mean, that shit, you just can't, you, you can't, can't mess, mess with. mess around with it. You yeah. think about Chris, uh, Chris Bosch. Yeah. How, I mean, and it, how he's quickly. Not, you can't play on, well, look, if he has not, to be on blood thinners the rest of his life, he can't, you can't play football. And he's not an, an older person, but my best friend's mom just died. I mean, because she got blood clots in her stomach. Yeah, and it, she had to have surgery that. to recover it, and her organs never recovered. Like Football's it's a very, very serious deal. Football just straight up is not that important. Uh, we did not see any. You shut your mouth, Eddie. We did not see <laughs> any surprise uh, a redshirt freshman like a Ron Tatum today. I they didn't have that freedom. Yeah, yeah. I, I have talked to people, and stuff like that would. I think they would like to do some things like that. I, I don't think it's something that OU's. It's not a oh we're, we don't want to do that until we know they're you know they've proven themselves. I think OU would love to throw some guys out there and see what happens. Tatum is a, is one in particular that I've heard. Would you say he's probably number one on the list? I, I think he'd be on the very short list. I, I've talked to some people that will tell me in practice they're like, man, he flashes some stuff that is elite, elite, and then the next play it's 
You know, it, it's what we saw in high school, and he's just got to find that consistency. And if he can do it, Ron Tatum is as talented as Jalen Redmond, Ronnie Perkins, any of those, maybe more. I mean, Ron Tatum is extremely gifted if he can just put it together. So and I, know, I don't want to get into Ron Tatum thing, but, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that is clearly something OU would like to do if they can find the, the breathing room to do it. Kansas, you would think next week that would, well, with, that would be there. With Jalen Redmond out, if there's any chance he could be sure. a difference maker. Sure, go with sure. It. But like Miguel Edwards, we've seen some of him. I don't think he's the answer at corner. I mean, like I said, I think no. make, making Buki a full-time corner is a better answer than that. I see Bray Bray Walker play more. Mm-hmm. Deshaun White play some more. I mean, those. There's, well, really, I mean, there, you're going to chances to do. You need do to that get tomorrow. started there because there's a really good chance Cody Ford's heading to the NFL. I I I think we've even talked about that. Before. I think I, I Karen, would say wouldn't you say he's the more chance. likely bet of the two of the two tackles? Yes, I, I do too. And I, I never would have thought I would say that, but I think that's where that is. Uh, Bob, where's Deshaun White on the the oh, freshman he's tracker? Way past it. Okay, okay, I thought so. I was because like, he always plays special good. teams. He yeah. played special teams today. Okay. He's always on the field. Okay, and that was okay. what got Pledger on it. I mean, he was playing special teams. Did was there any word on what was, what his deal was tonight? No, at least not from Riley. Okay, no, but I did see him. You know, he's down in street clothes. I was watching him, and as you know, the the groups were like the running backs with the receivers running around. The running backs went at the corner on their self, and he jogged over there with the running backs. So it doesn't look like it's a. There's a bunch of really strange injuries. I mean, Adrian Ely didn't Troy dress James. out tonight. Troy James I, didn't dress a out. A lot of guys. It was a shit show. A.D. Miller. Like, From one thirty to 7 o'clock, it was just a shit show in Norman. <laughs> and they it, won the game. By the way, they won the game. It's amazing. Oklahoma beat a decent football team tonight, and we're talking like they just got like, like the brains beat in. Uh, the I mean, way, the oh, way Oklahoma State Oklahoma played State tonight, yeah, they're good. They the way they played tonight, that was the team that beat Boise State. That was the team that beat Texas. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just what we saw in the weeks leading up that everybody's kind of scratching their head. And you know what? This is going to be crazy, and I think I said it on the unofficial 40. I wouldn't be surprised if OSU beats West Virginia next week. It's in Stillwater, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much the Pokes have left. Yeah, this I, felt I, like I think it depends on what happens with Justice Hill. Last one, yeah. If he comes back, that's fair. That's fair. Now on the flip, West Virginia I'd also still, played like I, shit in names, though. Sorry, I would Josh. still pick OU in Morgantown. Have you been smoking? Did you I hear know, Eddie no, no, say no, that's it. his lock? He's been I, I drinking think small we're batch also whiskey. Close to OU, we forget that West Virginia is not special defensively either. No, they were. They were nearly Oklahoma's balance. They really easily could have lost to Texas in Austin. They, I mean, this Oklahoma State has the pieces to put it. I mean, look, TCU. If they had any offense today, that would have been a game. At least in the first half. Yeah, I mean that was that that game was ripe. Yeah, but there you go. Bob just broke his bike. It's coming out of your paycheck, Bob. Damn it, Bob. Hold on. I'm gonna pause this. So I can fix this. Okay, we fixed Bob's mic. He's the one that's not drinking, apparently. Which reminds me, uh, we talked about our players of the game. I don't know how hard this is going to be, but here we go. The game is over. The stats are in. 
Now, it's time to grab a Coupe Aleworks beer and raise a glass to our play of the game. Uh, breaking news. I just got tagged in a post on the Sooner Scoop message board, and it's probably something we're going to have to delete. Uh, no Sooner, I think, is well into his small cask whiskey. Uh, Jesus Christ! A effing sledgehammer for Outback Defense? I think that was... I don't know what Outback Defense is, but... I saw him with a sledgehammer after the it's game. It's so stupid. I agree. That small batch whiskey is what that is. Um, the sledgehammer needs to be hidden from him. I don't know the purpose of it. I've never seen them break it out. I, I, I it just doesn't. See how triggered it gets. I just put laugh out loud. To who? No. <laughs> He's easy to trigger. Love you, buddy. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be hurting in the morning. <laughs> That's a. I mean, look. If I was up drinking, watching that game, I'd be. And I saw that sledgehammer at the end of the game. I'd be triggered too. That's fine. Yeah. It's warranted. Uh, the crazy, like, Noel's one of those guys, like, he's extremely a nice person. He is. No, he just, he so I'm mad. sure he's tied one on tonight. No, that's okay. It's Saturday. He likes to get mad at me, and I'm just like, I know you're a nice guy. I'm just going to mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, the uh, Coop Aleworks uh, play of the game. Uh, I want to remind you guys, Coop Aleworks, one of our great sponsors. Love everybody that uh, tweets out. There was someone that, Tweeted out they had Oktoberfest at the uh, at their tailgate, and they said the only thing orange that makes it in our tailgate. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you guys tweeting us and tagging Coop and lets them know that you guys are liking the products and drinking the beers because uh, they're a great beer. I mean, they've been here uh, in Oklahoma City for nine years. You can get their stuff in Dallas and Arkansas. Just go to their website, coopaleworks.com. Check it out. See where you can get uh, the beers closest. You even They even have a list of uh, restaurants and bars where you can go to pick up Coop Aleworks. So... Uh, thanks for that. Now, player of the game, a uh, play of the game. Well, we'll go to Bob again first because you wrote the post game story. Yeah, even though you're taking some grief for it, definitely taking some heat. I just thought that Trey Brown made a really nice play, and that it had to be like the perfect pass. Because I get it, the pass was late and it was low, but Trey Brown was in position. I thought no matter what would have happened, unless it was like a split second decision. Right, right from the snap that he was going to go to Wallace. So I just thought, you know, Trey Brown creating his bedlam moment, revisiting Stephen Parker from three years ago when Trey Brown was on an unofficial visit. He remembers that play well, and now he's got his own story to tell, and maybe there was a recruit that was watching him that can now do that somewhere down the road. If there's not a recruit out there that wants to come play because you're going to play because everybody else is sucks not – doing well maybe you're soft <laughs> well i mean here's the thing the people that recruit the hardest in this region their their secondaries aren't that great either ohio state they kind of suck they have the same problems ou does yeah no doubt. they would not survive in the big 12 conference with their secondary um josh your play of the game do you have anything besides uh, trey brown the two-pointer I do, and and I, I think Bob's got the right of it, but just one that I thought was a really big play and how it happened was Curtis Bolton's sack about mid-third quarter yeah. when it looked like Oklahoma State was really starting to maybe take control of that game, and I thought Oklahoma kind of upped the pressure a little bit, got after him. Now, you know, they um, it, it forced a punt. You know, it, it just it, – it was a – 
it gave Oklahoma a little breathing room again for the first time. You know, I thought where Oklahoma State really since that drive late in the uh, first half, they kept pressure on Oklahoma from that point on. That was the first time you saw them really kind of, um, I guess, like I said, just have a little room to breathe. It's a really good call there because they were losing 35-34. Offense been stumbling. It was after that stop by Bolton that OU finally got the lead back. I'm just going to go with a random play in the game, and we talked. We mentioned it actually earlier, but the catch that C.D. Lamb made on the sideline was so effortless and such a good play. Like the refs, just two different refs ran up and said, "Not a catch," because it didn't look like it should have been a catch. Like what human makes that play? And then you watch the replay. And I don't know if it's because they didn't see the ball come down to his side and it was in one hand. No, it's he didn't know if he secured it. Yeah, it's because they're in the Big 12 officials. The face mask penalty they missed. Oh, my God. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But no, I want to nominate that play just because I think it needs to be recognized. That was a fantastic catch by CeeDee Lamb. And the one he got pushed out in the end zone, I know, Josh, you were tweeting about it. You said his arm just came down first. Uh, But he, that was a great play by the Oklahoma State defensive back, but he still almost got in on that one. It really was. I mean, and it was. It was just, you know, CD making a human reaction. He was trying to brace himself for the fall, and if he could have just kept his arm in, his knee probably comes down in bounds. But, you know, it's like I said, it, uh, you can't fault him for that. And that, I, I agree completely, Kerry. That catch he made, I would have ruled it out too because that shouldn't be possible. That shouldn't be something that can happen. So I would have ruled it out and then back, went back and watched the review and been like, Damn, that's just incredible, and that—that's what it was. It was—that's a catch that nobody has any business making. I should have probably nominated CD for Player of the Game just for his punt return alone, because that was the mm. probably the biggest punt return since the Justin Brown era, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, Sterling returned a lot of punts, but he didn't return them very far. Well, he he caught well, a lot. Jalen Sanders, yeah. Jalen Saunders had a couple. Oh, Jalen Saunders had a touchdown in, against in Bedlam. State in Bedlam. Yeah, in Bedlam. So I, I don't know. I mean, it was good. I guess if they would have. Uh, not had if a they field goal. Sort of touched right. out of it, it would have been better. But that's what another wasted drive. Yeah, I mean that we talked about it earlier. I I thought that they got too cute down there. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the fumble. Uh, I mean, I oh. Kenneth if, Murray and Neville Gallimore. I think is the ones so. that caused that. I think so. Kenneth Murray. Uh, Kenneth recovered Murray recovered it. it. Murray. Murray, Murray did. Murray yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if he they said, don't... well, I mean, listen, he said he basically it it fell in his lap. Yeah. So it's not so like he. It was, that was just a that was a weird play because then. Chuba Hubbard got hurt on the play. Neville Gallimore was down on the play. Uh, that was scary. I mean, that 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 play, though, without that, oh, she wins the game. Yeah. So why did Buki have the damn sledgehammer? I think that's their, their, their turnover, turnover chain. chain. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't get the turnover. Because they get so well, he's many. he's the one that brings it into the stadium and then takes it out. Like, I think he's oh, the one that came up okay. with it. And okay. the coaches are now, probably just like, Oh, it's your turnover hammer. It's amazing that with all the turnovers Oklahoma's created, I'm not more familiar with the lore of how the sledgehammer gets worked around, but clearly that's the, my the, bad. No one so. has ever asked about the sledgehammer all year. Not one media availability has anyone ever asked about the sledgehammer. Eight in ten games, you don't need to ask. Well, we do, never... you, do you think Lincoln would blush if you asked him? I'm like, yeah, that, that's some stupid, like, we, we shouldn't have that out there. The only other play, give a shout-out, third and 11, Kyler, Marquise Brown, and Brown split those defenders. That was was huge. Okay, how ridiculously fast is Marquise Brown? When we can all tell, he's not himself right now. And he's still 
that much faster than really good college athletes. It's like he 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 all the speed he had, he used it up on that one touchdown pass. And Bob, we were, he was never the same. We were talking to him after the game. He said that he's 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 he said he's about there. Yeah, back, as far as being back. Because the, the the way I phrase that, I go, is this something you just have to deal with? Like, there's nothing you can do to get better. Or are you actually starting to improve? Like, oh yeah, I'm definitely getting getting better from where I was two two three weeks ago. Um, I will award the play of the game to Marquise Brown because I think that was a really key play, and the offense was sputtering. And, and look, was. I think the fumble is a huge part of it, but that was really Oklahoma's offense kind of stepping up after really being stagnant for a while, and kind of it got him going again. Yeah, shit. I think that I mean, was a huge key to the game. The, the CD Lamb play at the same time, though, if they don't, if that gets ruled incomplete or whatever, it's mm-hmm. third and eight all of a sudden. Yeah. So I mean, there was a lot of those plays that, uh, you know, they they made they didn't make enough plays today that made me think like it reminded me of games that Oklahoma's lost in the past, especially at Oklahoma State, uh, particularly the 2014 game when Samaje P Ryan's going in, fumbles all of a sudden they were going to go in and score. Sprain. It was going to be a yeah. three touchdown game. And then uh, all of a sudden, it's a seven-point game after Oklahoma State goes down and scores. But they just not being able to execute, not being able to uh, capitalize off of certain points of the game. It reminded me of those losses, and you know that's why in the fourth quarter, I'll be honest, I I thought the game was over multiple times. I thought Oklahoma State was going to win the game. Okay, it is now time for our biggest and brightest segment of the podcast. Whose stock is up and whose stock is down? It's time for the AMC Mortgage Stock Report. If you're on the move, check in with AMC Mortgage for all your home loan needs. All right, give my buddy Kyle a call. Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage, NMLS number 1256166. He's an equal housing opportunity lender. Look, uh, he has done loans for a lot of my on-air colleagues. Uh, He and his team have been originating loans in Oklahoma together for over 16 years. Uh, In addition to standard conventional FHA, VA, and jumbo financing, uh, Kyle and his team also specialize in first-time homebuyers and loans requiring down payment assistance. Call them at 405-623-3802. Uh, 405-623-3802. It's my friend uh, Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage at 405-623-3802. Boy, there's a... I I would assume stock up for most people on the offensive side of the ball. And is there one defensive player that you give stock up to today? I am. I'm going Caleb Kelly because they finally know what they're doing with him. He's going to take Ryan they do. Ryan Jones' spot. He's going to be an outside backer again. He had seven tackles. I thought he was getting eaten up he was all getting, day in coverage. He, he was getting eaten up in coverage, but now they finally know what they're going to do with him. So we'll make a tackle for a loss. That'll impress me. So Stock up because now we know he'll, he's going to be on the field. Are you trying to get brownie points with Jesus, Bob? <laughs> I, I like that Bob's like, yeah, he was kind of lost out there, well, but he, uh, stock up. Congratulations. He, he got to play. Rush. He got to play. <laughs> he did. I mean, look, you're taking Mark Jackson off the field, and he's been a pretty decent No, you're player. taking Ryan Jones off the field. Yeah, but you're putting Mark Jackson down at a rush-in spot. Mark Jackson out in space isn't working either. But he, I don't know. <laughs> there are no answers <laughs> for this no answer. There's no There's good no answer. Caleb Kelly had seven tackles. Uh, he had one, ta- one half a tackle for loss for a yard. Jesus. He's playing. Stock up. <laughs> you know, 
You don't get charity. In my, I've always thought charity's overrated anyways. You can't uh, rain on Bob's parade. He's not having it. Stock up. God damn. Exactly. It's you hard. know what? Bob, this is good. You're going to like this. I thought Carson Meyer's starting to come into his own a little bit as a pass catcher. God, I think one catch was great at the I, beginning That was of the a game. terrific grab. Who would have thought? By the way, I would say stock Bob. up, stock up for Neville Gallimore. Yes, I mean, he, he forced he a fumble. That's a good one. Uh, he had a sack. Uh, he had a tackle. For, well, the sack was the tackle for loss. Um, but we got a Justice fight Hill, on the USC sidelines. By the way, Justice Hill, even though he got hurt, he wasn't doing a whole lot early in that game. And uh, Chuba Hubbard did some nice things. He ended up with a hundred yards, but they controlled the run game for the most part, which. They wanted sad to thing do. to say. It's what they wanted to do. It's a sad thing to say when, you know, it doesn't matter if you run or not on this OU defense, you're still going to gain 650 yards. Well, I mean, Oklahoma State had 139 yards rushing and and one had what they had one carry that was 28 yards. I mean, that was almost a fifth of their carry of yardage came on one run. They, yeah. The run defense was good. Like, I don't, people can get mad and, you know, say whatever about as far as the defensive line play. The run defense was really, really good. Did you know that Chuba Hubbard uh, is the only running back to rush for 100 yards on this OU defense this year? Now, the quarterback for Army rushed for 102. And they've had three quarterbacks. uh, They played teams where three quarterbacks have led the team in rushing. Ellinger, uh, uh, Skylar Thompson at Kansas State, and then the quarterback at Army. Wow, we're going to have to bring back the old stat boner. That's pretty impressive. Nicely done. But, yeah, I mean, David Montgomery had 86 yards, I think, against them. Mm-hmm. So they've been good against the running back this year. Uh, stock downs. Trey, uh, Trey Norwood. Trey oh, Norwood. God, number one with a bullet. Stock bottoming out. I just, again. He's I, a penny stock right now. I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't understand Leo, it. Leo DiCaprio selling him somewhere. <laughs> Jordan Belford. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Trey Norwood should take some quaaludes tonight. <laughs> I, I I, really, I, I'm at a loss for words just as far as how poorly the secondary is played. Like, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me because I don't think that they're that bad of football players. Which I, I mean, there's I didn't nothing rail. to tell me. There's nothing to tell me that I'm wrong, though. I didn't rail. I never railed on him, but I tried to point out the fact that when people targeted Trey Norwood, they would complete passes and he would miss tackles. I mean, I was on that bandwagon, unless yeah. I'm hallucinating because I'm on Quaaludes. Uh, if you're on Quaaludes, oh. I'm gonna turn this desk over. Wonder why you're not sharing the wealth. <laughs> Seriously, that's some selfish just, shit. Yeah, because you've been holding on to him since 1982. <laughs> They're slow acting. <laughs> it's going to really piss me off. Uh, I just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I guess it's scheme. I guess it's a little bit of the players, uh, probably a whole lot of the players. I mean, he got blown by, though, tonight. I mean, it's yeah. not, to me, it's not like the Parnell Motley stuff when he just gets lost in coverage uh, and then he has no idea where he is when the when King Butler is catching the ball. Like, he literally, like, Tyler Wallace just ran past him. Yeah. Multiple times. Multiple well, times. The the first one, like, okay, Tylen Wallace is really good. He's really fast. Uh, okay, you can kind of forgive that. At that point, Oklahoma makes the adjustment. They start playing that huge cushion. 
He's still running yeah. by Trey Norwood. It was like James, it was it, the same thing happened with James Washington last year and Barnell Motley. Mm. Would give him a huge coverage. He'd still run by him. That that's like if you're going to play press, you don't put hands on. Like why are you why are you doing that then? If it, that's the entire point of the coverage you're yeah. playing is to stop this thing, and you're letting it happen anyway. That's 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 like an unforgivable sin. That's just a huge mistake. But I mean, I will say this: give it up to Motley and Trey Brown. I thought they played well. They had moments. I, I thought Motley may have been the most consistent guy on the, in the secondary today. Um, I thought Buki actually had a decent. Yeah, he day. did. He wasn't terrible. He had another near interception. How he played that ball well. Yeah. He's got he's got like four or five of those now. I mean, I hate to kill the kid. He's a freshman. It is what it is. I I'm put not him in the corner. I'm not going to sit here and just kill the kid. He's he's playing out of position, which we all know. Uh, it's, I don't know. It. We know Oklahoma needs changes defensively within the staff. I, I don't think there's any question of that. But there are pieces on this defense I like. Like I like Ronnie. That's Perkins. why I, I like fooled me. I that's, like Trey Brown. I got, that's why I'm I got fooled. A te- I got a text at halftime. Did Ronnie Perkins not play very much in the first half? I I really yeah, I, I honestly couldn't. He remember. was out there with the starters. He started. Yeah. He, started, he started, but no. after like the second series, it seemed like he never played. You could look at. PFF and Hang see on, I'm pulling up number. Yeah. Ronnie Perkins had 43 of 90 snaps. 43 snaps? Yeah, but they, he played a lot in the second half. I don't know how much he played in the first half. I mean, for for a comparison, Amani Bledsoe had 67. Okay. Parnell Motley had 67. Trey Norwood had 63 for you, carry. Yeah, he is always well. He played nickel. I mean, or when they put the when they went to dime, he was in there. Yeah, that and means- he and Motley can work in that role. Like I don't have a huge beef with them doing that because those guys are quick and they're you know especially Motley. I think Motley can work as a nickel. Norwood, I'm I'm off the bandwagon. Like I I'm off even trying to find a reason to be on the bandwagon. Well, here's one we talked about. Um, you gave first someone gave Caleb Kelly stock up first off. Here's what I I listened to Ruffin McNeil's press conference and he was asked about Caleb Kelly and he said all this stuff. He just said a bunch of words came out of his mouth. Oh, I thought you made a really good decision putting Caleb Kelly in tonight. <laughs> no, not the questioner. Um and then after it was over oh, are you interested in some Burger King? After it was over, all I could think of was holy shit, we've gone back in time. Because that entire game, Caleb Kelly played the Sam yet they kept putting the nickel in there, taking Caleb Kelly off the field. So the entire reason that you move Caleb Kelly into inside and probably should have redshirted him this year, he's right back where he started. Right back where he started. And it, it, the more he plays that that position and the more people realize Caleb Kelly always has to leave the field, they're just going to get pissed off again. So and people blame Mike Stoops is an idiot because he wouldn't play Caleb Kelly at inside line. No, he tried to come up with that plan. To put it, or they came up with that plan to put him there, but then it got frustrating because they always had to take him off the field. And so, one of their best athletes, a five star, they decided we're going to move him to middle linebacker because he'll be able to stay on the field all the time. Now he's right back to where he was. It doesn't make any sense to me. You, he got you, 60 snaps tonight. He, 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 got, he got no answers for me. He can't I have play no inside. Idea. I don't think he can Just play stick inside. To what you were doing. I mean, I don't, it's a bad idea. You know, it, it, Ryan it Jones. Like, Ryan it Jones like was trying to throw answer. something at at, um, at Oklahoma State that they hadn't seen, like trying to oh yeah. we're gonna do this and it's gonna change things. But in the end, 
their best defense was nickel and dime. I mean, oh yeah, playing a base four three does not work against that team. Against any, I mean, the, the, really, I mean, the reason they got away from the four three was because of teams like Oklahoma State, and they're right back doing it again. I mean, maybe next year against Tech they'll run like a five two. You know, I mean, they'll but get that's really what aggressive. everybody wanted. That was everybody wanted them to go back to a four man front. So now they're playing a 4-3 with a strong side linebacker against Oklahoma State, and Tyler Wallace is running 15 yards behind Trey Norwood on the first two series of the game. Hey, we're trying to get Marcus Stripling to Norman. You better not say that. I'm not trying to get anybody to Norman. (laughs) Come if you want. And and you have to be pretty good. Otherwise, people are just going to shit on you like they do Buki. So... There. I'll get off my lawn guy. Yeah, I mean, OU had two of the best pass rushing recruits they're in on in this weekend. They need them. So. I'm going to tell you, Marcus Stripling, you could play it in, in, in Norman. Oh, there's a lot of Stripling and Jalen Redmond comparisons to be made after I had a chance to watch him uh, Is it Ogwe- uh, Thursday Ogwe- night. Ogwebu? Ogwebu. You can play in Norman. Is there anything coming there's out of There's your sales pitch. Anything coming out of You're tonight. a moron if you Josh, don't come to Norman because they don't have any end rushers. Early reaction. No reaction, inaction. <laughs> there's a lot of inaction. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of inaction. Yeah. Uh, now I haven't heard much so far. I mean, Strip's a, a really quiet guy. He's not going to say a lot until you know, um, till after the fact. I, I will say, I thought, um, interestingly enough, I kind of learned um, while I went to watch him Thursday. OU. He wanted to bring up um, several people. Well, OU can only permit two on his official visit. They can bring, you know, yeah. usually, you know, basically for mom or dad. Because they can pay for it now. I- exactly. So there, there's that allowance. Well, he wanted to do more than that. So what Oklahoma did was they got him a car and, like, they like got him a charter car and the car drove him from Houston to Oklahoma City so that his brother could come along as well. Mm, that so sounds it's shady. Brother, well, it's like, it's like paying, like it. paying for okay. a flight. That sounds shady. It's I like, like it. It's like bag, paying for a flight. The bagman will like that. No, I mean, it's like, they, I mean, they don't get me no, wrong. Don't like, tell me that. I prefer to think that it's illegal. <laughs> I prefer thinking it like this. <laughs> there was a whole waiver process they had to go through. So, like, it's fine, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I hadn't really heard of that before. But, yeah, so Marcus Stripling got his feel of I-45 to I-35, oh, which... <laughs> As a guy who's made that drive more than most, that's uh, that's there's a lot of scenery out there. I did think it was telling that Spencer Rattler made sure to post his tweet almost immediately following the game. I think a lot of board members or just fans in general think, oh, 48-47, no way these kids are enjoying it. Eh, the game, not that big if of a deal. If you didn't enjoy that game, you don't like football. Yeah. Kids don't ride on that stuff like fans do. And I've kids have those games. And they, kids dream of having those games in high school. Spencer, you think Spencer Rattler didn't want to have the ball with three minutes left, like Kyler Murray trying to drive down the field and go score? It's exactly what he wanted to do, or five minutes, or whatever it was. That's that's every quarterback's dream in a big rivalry that? game to go make a play. What was the score in that Marcus Hicks game? 80, 84 to 67. Holy shit. I can only imagine how bad that Kansas 84. team was. 84. That high school team, because the Wichita Northwest team that we saw yeah. play, they scored 84 points. Yeah. Is and that? Bishop Carroll. I oh, think that's, that's, oh, Blake Bell played Blake yeah. Bell. Oh, the Bell family yeah. needs to stop donating. <laughs> they got 84 put on them? No, Bishop Carroll is one of the best programs in Kansas. I know, that's it, what I mean, I'm saying. so is Northwest, but. It's insane. Uh, um, I mean, their quarterback's decent, and they got the that guy going to Iowa State. He's really good. Brees, Brees Hall. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. 
But Bob, Bob still thinks he should be getting a look at running back. But I, it makes sense to go junior, uh, junior college, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit, that kid can't play at OU. <laughs> I'm just tell you right now, he I, can't play at OU. He's good, he, though. He would never play. I mean, he's good for a high school kid in Kansas. He's oh, playing, that's great. He, I'd be a good high school player in oh, Kansas. He's playing stop. in the All-American Bowl. He's going to Iowa State. I mean, they, he's they going recruit really good players. to San Antonio for the All-American the all Bowl. Hits. That's an indictment on the Army game. <laughs> I don't know what it is now. It's not the Army game. I don't know what it's it? called. We're calling it the Army. I'm never not going to call it the Army game. The game, that, the All-Star game played in San Antonio is the All-Star. is the Army game, unless you're against the troops, which... <laughs> Those, unless you don't support our troops. No. Hey, I, support I think the I troops. can speak for everybody in this pod. We support the troops. I support the troops. I support the blue. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, do we have a USC fan packing up after the interception? Look, like he was ready to leave. To nine. JT Daniels looks like a guy you'd buy cocaine from. <laughs> he does. Did, now, he, no, he looks like you he make looks it sound like really a, hypothetical, Eddie. I feel like there's more to this story. He kind of looks like Joaquin Phoenix. Oh after yeah. He by died. the way, if I had ever They're done maybe. that, I would I would say that he looks like a guy that <laughs> looks like a guy that you would buy cocaine from. So it's seventeen. I like the arm tats. That's probably a fake sleeve that he bought online. <laughs> if that's a fake sleeve, I want to know where to get it. God, that guy is white. That's it, why he's got the tattoo. See, I mean, as the... I Yeah, I'm the lone tattooed member of this podcast, correct? That yes. I know of. Yeah. That yeah that was that that's always what I wanted was up the arms that that was oh, that's I was a good like, look mm-hmm. if you can if you can pull it off it's a good look I mean we've discussed it before my family thinks I have one tattoo oh my god so, that guy has gone with the white t shirt on one arm and then he made oh, the decision to oh, cut off the sleeve of the, the other show. to show the sleeve he's one I automatically season, hope Cal Berkeley gets beat he's one he's one off season away from going full post Malone on his face oh no doubt. No doubt about that. His AP is going psycho for sure. Actually, no uh, JT Daniels looks like he could go for a Post Malone tattoo face at some point. He might. If he kills somebody, he can get an Do you remember when this guy was a quarterback ball. at USC? Now he talks about doing Quaaludes. Yeah, he wants to one-up Todd Marinovich. <laughs> I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy from USC that makes people go, oh, remember when all the worst guy was Todd Marinovich? And then JT Daniels showed up. Oh shit! He really does look like River Phoenix after. Ha, okay, in the in the morgue. You you know we can talk about like oh you has some talent on defense and it kind of goes to waste. USC, that's nothing but Army and you know uh, Under Armour All Americans out there. Yeah, like just everywhere. Oh shit! And they're terrible. Josh, Florida State checkmate. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. they are embarrassing. Look at that offensive line, though, Eddie. That is so bad. They're mm. so bad. Well, at least Jimbo is changing like the culture State at a Get that bad. Hey, A&M looked really good against Ole Miss today. Really, really good. By the way, Eddie got yelled at from the stands uh, today. Ooh, wait, what? Eddie got yelled at some... Someone yelled at Eddie from the stands today. Something very complimentary. Oh. Well, I thought it was fun. Uh, well, it wasn't nice. It, they're probably glad security didn't hear him say it. No, they're just standing strong with Diamond Dave. No, they said F Diamond Dave, right? No, yeah, they were staying strong with me against oh, yeah. Diamond Dave. That's yeah. what I meant. So someone from the stands yelled F Diamond Dave. Not only Eddie. that, but I took a couple pictures with people today. And they're like, I want to get a picture with you. Nice. Like, all right. I, you know, 
Eddie is Eddie is used to the stardom. I, I really like the taste of stardom that Bob's starting to get. I, I I felt like Bob at Claremore and Edison last night was um Bob was soaking up the, the podcast love. Well, usually it usually happens after I do the franchise live where their little thing is on Campus Corner. Friday mm-hmm. night was the first time where it, you didn't know I was there unless you came up and saw me. So it was a different feeling. It's like, hey, like these guys are just coming out of nowhere, just saying, I love un- the unofficial 40. Let's do it all the time. Like, hey, that's awesome. Appreciate it. It's pretty crazy. Uh, the Jason Kersey stopped me today to tell me how many people stopped him on the way to the stadium to tell him how much they liked his appearance on it. By the way, uh, ratings and reviews, uh, quickly before we get out of the here. masturbation segment. Uh, <laughs> We're getting off on our own Diamond privilege. Dave Sooner can eat a Richard. Yeah. That's our last review. That's from the ghost of Joe Duvall. Uh, Diamond Dave Sooner, <laughs> a.k.a. the softest guy on the planet, can kick rocks. Call me old-fashioned or simply a degenerate, but I appreciate Eddie's lowbrow humor and foul bleeping language. If I want to hear football news delivered in a doled-down, family-friendly tone, then I'll tune into the Paul Feinbaum show. However, I don't have an IQ of 30 and find my cousin smoking hot. So here's a tip of the hat to the unofficial 40 for my go-to sports podcast. Josh Carey and Bob also provide excellent insight to the OU football and occasionally basketball program. You should put that on a goddamn... I look forward to hearing Flyer. their analysis of how the team is progressing or regressing and the latest on the recruiting front. You guys are the best. Make that like Put the that uh, on a, I'm, I'm, the thing from Jersey Shore. I'm taking a picture of that. I'm tweeting that the out. The letter to, what was her name? Ronnie's girlfriend? Oh, God. What was oh. it? Was it Melissa? No. Michelle? I want to say it started with a J. It's pathetic. I know that. Uh, this know. This review horns up for peace. Yeah, that's a good one. Love it. Beautiful. Josiah Haro. Let's make the world a better place, Eddie. I stand with you. Forget Diamond Dave. But uh, here's my favorite uh, of our recent reviews. This one one is from Fifi. Fefi? Not sure who this Eddie is, but he sounds hot. (laughs) Diamond Dave is high. Call me. What's up? By the way, all those five stars. We we really do. We need to set Eddie up on a on a unofficial forty post game kind of connection that needs to happen. Mm. So we're pimps now. I I'm fine with that. I'm not above it. Are we gonna pay? I'll sell this? Eddie out. You know. We have to pay for this. Josh? Tech K State's at two thirty. So use either a uh, eleven a.m. game or prime time. Well, it's we gotta be eleven. We nine. know Texas Iowa State is at night because it's on the Longhorn Network. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be a bunch of people watching that. All seventy four people that. are going to be very excited. Yeah, I don't about even think I one. get that in high def. You don't. I know it's it's so weird to watch anything on that channel. By Wait, that's way, not in high definition. Oh, you can't. Not on six thirty. Oh, Jesus. Two thirty or six thirty. Oh, okay. Will okay. be televised okay. by uh, ABC. Time will be finalized Sunday morning. God forbid anybody at the Big Twelve makes a f-ing decision at eleven forty two at night. They want to make sure that Bob Bowlesby has it before he goes to Cracker Barrel at 4 a.m. I should meet him up there and beat his ass. <laughs> you guys are goddamn Cracker Barrel. Stop it. Just no. What's wrong no, with Cracker no, no. Barrel? 
It's awesome, Cracker Josh. Barrel's nasty. Chicken Cracker and dumplings. It's awesome, Josh. All right, you're that's going to do it. We're done. You're a it's terrorist stop. if you get chicken and dumplings anywhere. <laughs> I'm a terrorist. Oh, I like I bet, I bet chicken and dumplings is the number one food of Iraq. Oh, uh, no, I think it's probably has to do with goat or something. Dirt. <laughs> goat dirt. Goat dirt. Goat dirt. And on that note, <laughs> goat dirt and couscous. Osama bin Laden loved goat dirt and couscous. As a quick note, I'm still working on the sponsor for the Is It Racist oh segment. God. So, yeah, let's just say f it. Let's get the clan. <laughs> All right. Maybe not. I actually had to but, have a discussion with someone today if Nazi Germany was worse than Texas A&M and their cadets. Let's end it here. Debatable. Are you saying someone Debatable. protect Eddie? Debatable. Let's end it. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Eskridge Lexus Post. I want to get this damn thing up. And there's plenty of F-bombs I got to get rid of. Uh, like five. Uh, I'm glad you can still count in your state. Uh, all I right. had two beers. Uh, yeah, I know. It infected you. Um, Not really. Uh, thank you uh, to Josh for joining us once again. Thanks to Eddie, who um, I, I love you, Eddie. Uh, thanks, love me. thanks to Bob. I am Carrie Murdoch, and we'll see you guys uh, back for the unofficial forty midweek. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, both uh, Oklahoma Sooners post game and Oklahoma Sooners unofficial forty on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, we'll say it again: Spotify is our recommended platform for Android users. And then, of course, there's iTunes as well. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Sooners win at 48-47. It's on to Kansas next week for another edition of the Eskridge Lexus. uh, And Rodney Anderson will be returning. That'll do it. We'll see you guys next time on the Eskridge Lexus uh, postgame podcast.